Today on The Good Word, we're talking about the compassion that builds a kingdom and following a perfect example. While it can be an advantage to have successful parents or family, second-generation inheritors are often expected to live up to a legacy they might not be prepared for. With such close proximity to the example you're supposed to follow, the expectation for success can be pretty high. Even though they had mixed legacies, the king Saul and then David stood as giants in the minds of the Israelites, the first kings of the nation, both of whom had proven their worth on the battlefield and in statecraft. So David's son Solomon had some pretty big shoes to fill as the next king of Israel. Solomon understood the weight of his responsibility as king, and he turned to God in humility for help. In 1 Kings chapter 3, Solomon already knows he can't do this without God's blessing, and he knows precisely what shape of blessing he needs. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. We know that he was eventually known as Solomon the Wise. The scriptures contain a record of the judgments that made him famous and gave him that name. But it wasn't an innate cleverness or a particular wit that made Solomon such a great king. We can't know if he had a higher IQ or spent time poring over books, but even if he did, that wasn't what made him valuable to God. In his youth, Solomon asked for an understanding heart, making him wise about people, not figures or facts. The secrets of how the world worked or an intellectual advantage weren't enough to fulfill the duty Solomon had been given. As their king, God entrusted his people to Solomon's care, and the better he knew those under his responsibility, the better he could fulfill it. The wisdom of Solomon is more like empathy than the intellectualism we might expect from the word wisdom. God's kingdom, whether contained in the ancient Israel or here in our modern day, is run by compassion. Disciples of Jesus Christ are asked to love before anything else. Both the first and second great commandments center around love, often against what might be called logical judgment. According to the logic of the world, it doesn't make sense to continually turn your cheek. Caring for those outside yourself and your immediate neighbors doesn't visibly or tangibly benefit you, but we're asked to do that anyway. Solomon understood he'd need help to emulate the compassion that the Lord has. He asks us to change our hearts, but he doesn't leave us on our own to make that happen. And while we should practice kindness through our own efforts, the Lord supplements our desires to improve through the gift of His Spirit. The pure love of Christ originates from heaven and flows through us, helping us to understand the Lord's children as He does. We're asked to follow the example of God in loving our fellow brothers and sisters, but doing so on our own is not always easy. We have our own prejudices and emotions that get in the way of Christ-like compassion, but we don't have to punish ourselves for every unkind impulse we can learn to change our hearts with guidance, with the help that God is more than willing to offer as we grow to become more like Him. And that's the good word.